welcome to Vineyard KC West podcast. For more information, visit us at vineyardkcwest.com. Hey everybody, so glad that you're with us today. So glad that you're joining online. And as we take this Sunday off so that we, our staff and our volunteers can rest as we end the year, uh, we had such a wonderful time on Christmas Eve uh, just uh, celebrating Jesus and what he's done. And uh, we continue. So today we, we close out the year. We close out this amazing year of, of 2020. Uh, what a year it's been uh, for us. When we started the year, I talked about vision for the year. The vision for the year is that we'd be built together as a body, as a people. And boy, have we ever. Uh, we just didn't know that we would be in different locations many times. And we would be talking through Zoom and meeting over Zoom and having small groups over uh, online and, and, and even having services where there was no one in the building. Uh, we, we just had no clue uh, what was going to happen in 2020. But uh, we need to evaluate 2020. We need to look at what was 2020 all about and how do we step into the new year? I know for my family, uh, I know this year has been incredibly hard. Uh, in, in the midst of the pandemic, obviously it's been difficult, but then it's been hard for us too is, is we've lost uh, significant members of our family uh, that passed away this year. Um, that's been very difficult for us. We've had sicknesses. We've had um, all sorts of volatility uh, all around us. And yet we've had wonderful uh, victories too. We've had all my boys got to play their sports for football. We didn't know if they're going to play football. And, and, and that's such a joy for us to enjoy. Um, we, we got to see many lives changed, people coming to know Jesus Christ and, and being baptized and in expressing faith and child dedications. What a joy 2020 has been in the midst of everything else. But, you know, it was Socrates who said that the unexamined life is not worth living. And so at year's end, many times we get contemplative and, and we, kind of, we kind of think through uh, what was this year about and what do we do with it? And, and I guess somebody would say, like, what would you do with a year like 2020? Uh, is it good enough to just say, I'm leaving that thing behind, I'm just letting it go? Or, or is there something specific we can do with it? And there's a rhythm that I really enjoy to um, end my days and also end my weeks and months and years. And, and I, and I want to share that rhythm with you today is, is I think it'll be helpful to you. Uh, because think about it. Uh, every year has 365 days. Every year has a beginning and an end as far as the way light and dark comes. Uh, there's seasons to the year. Uh, how, do we, how do we close those out? How do we work with those? Well, there's nothing magical about the beginning or end of the year, but we have to do something with it. We have to do something with it. And so there's many different ways to approach it. Mine is this offer, surrender, receive. And so we begin with offer. So um, I propose that we offer 2020 to the Lord, uh, that we don't just say, well, I never, I just want to forget that, or, or I, I never want to think about 2020, but we actually take it and we put it in our hands and there's an intentional offering to God of this year that we call 2020. So in our context, we think of making an offer on a house or we uh, put an offer on a car or anything else that you want to buy. Let's say you're selling, you're buying something off uh, Facebook uh, marketplace or, or offer up or one of those places or eBay. And you put in an offer, you say, I think I'm going to offer you what this year is worth, you know, or what this item is worth. And uh, when you think about it, the Bible has kind of a different, somewhat different idea when we think of offering for something. Romans 12, 1, 
It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So if you read the Old Testament, especially the first five books of um, the Old Testament, what we call the Pentateuch, uh, we actually see uh, in there, you can see in uh, Numbers and Deuteronomy, uh, in, in Leviticus, you can see uh, about different sacrifices or offerings that people make to God. And then in the New Testament, we actually see uh, the idea of offering as well. The, the New Testament Greek word is peristemi, uh, and it means the same thing as it does in the Old Testament, which is, is to bring something near. So when you make an offering, like that verse that we read, to, to make your body a living sacrifice and offer it to God, it's to bring your body like who you really are and bring it near to God. So what if we brought 2020 near to God and offered it up to him? And, uh, you know, you say, well, Cody, uh, yeah, there's been the, the pandemic of 2020, but then there's I haven't performed well. Or I haven't done well. I haven't been a great dad this year. I haven't been a great mom this year. Or, or I haven't been a great business owner this year, or a great employer. Or I've completely failed this year, Cody. And, or I've really blown it. Or I, I've slipped. I was doing well in things. And now I've, I've, you know, I, have, I have something in my life that's really unhealthy. And you look at that and, and say, and that's exactly why you offer it to the Lord. Because in the Old Testament, it says, when you, God says, when you seek me with your whole heart, then you'll find me. When I first heard that, I'm like, all right, well, I really got to pull it together and then I can find God. But the true meaning is, is that when you bring your, your victories, your good things, everything, all of your accomplishments and, and all those things to me and your failures and the things that you've messed up on, when you bring me like the real you, just there's nothing else that you're hiding. You just bring the real you to me. God says, then you'll find me. And so, yeah, we bring all of our failures, all the things we regret from 2020, all the things that we would love to take back, the things that we said, the things that we did, uh, maybe the relationships that we messed up, uh, you know, and we bring all of that to God and we bring it near as an offering to him, even though it's many, much of it is not pure. And, and what we do is we then leave it with him. Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So search my 2020, God, and know my year. Test it. I bring it to you and bring it near to you. And it's kind of like this. You, know, you remember the story of the, uh, when Jesus fed the 5,000 or the 4,000. You know, there was a child with some fish and some loaves of bread. And that child just brought what he had to Jesus. And then Jesus made all the difference. And that few loaves and fishes actually fed thousands upon thousands of people because it was brought to Jesus, because it was brought near to him. So I encourage you, bring your, 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 everything you have, bring the, 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 the mud, bring the dirt, bring everything, your failures, your victory, victories, all that it is, bring it to Jesus as we, as we finish 2020 and just say, Lord, here it is. Here's the, the best that I could do in 2020. I bring it and I offer it to you as worship to you. I know it's flawed. I know I failed in many ways, 
But I also know too that I sought you. I also know too that here I am at the end of 2020 seeking your face. And so I'm going to let the way that I end 2020 define my 2020. That if you're listening to this now and you bring to him your year, it's a success already. 2020 is one of your best years if you finish it, seeking God's face and offering him what you have. And then so offer, that's offer. And then there's surrender. So surrender is the next step because as I offer something to God, I have to let it go. I have to now say, God, this is absolutely in your hands. Think about when you maybe put a gift in the mail for somebody uh, that's important to you this holiday season. And when you, when you put that gift in the mail and that package went and you put the address and you sent it, you had to offer it to the United States Postal Service or FedEx or UPS. And guess what? You had to now surrender it to them that they were going to take care of it. And so that's what we do with 2020 is we offer it to God and then we surrender it to him. You know, life is filled with moments of surrender. God designed it that way. Like there's night that comes so that we can surrender our day to him. We can surrender our day to him and say, God, this is the best that I could do. Here I am. I'm going to lay down and sleep and trust you. You know, John 21, 17 through 19 talks about the end of this interaction that Jesus had with Peter. And Peter was one of the most vocal followers of Jesus. He was one of the most vocal followers um, that, you know, towards other people and towards Jesus. And he was just always talking and saying things. And he was like, you know, Lord, even if everybody else leaves you, I'll never leave you. But then in the, in the biggest moment, the biggest test of Peter's faith, he failed. And he actually cursed and said, I don't know that guy. I don't know Jesus. And Jesus had told him like, hey, you're going to deny me. Well, when Jesus died and then rose from the grave and then had his first encounter with Peter after his resurrection, Jesus doesn't let him off the hook, but he lets him know where his failure was and let him know too, I'm still with you. You still have a relationship with me. And so we see, we see Peter surrender to him and Jesus is asking them questions basically like, you know, you've been so vocal about how you work, how you follow me and how you love me. Do you really, do you really love me with this good love? Or is it just kind of this like relationship? Do you kind of just hang around me, but are you fully committed? Are you fully surrendered to me? And some of us can think about that, you know, when we look at it, like at the end of the day, like, am I fully in for Jesus to be the ruler, the king, the God of my life? Like he's in the driver's seat and I'm in the passenger seat that he is Lord of Lords. And I've surrendered everything to him. Am I okay with him really being the leader in my life? And that's what Peter struggled with. And Jesus pressed in on that. And so here's the end of the interaction in verse 17 of chapter 21 of John. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. So Peter's realizing that his affection, his commitment to Jesus is not quite what he says it is. And Jesus immediately says like, Hey, you're partnering with me, feed my sheep. 
Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. So Peter brought it all to Jesus at this point, to the point that Jesus said, you may wonder whether you're fully in with me right now. You may wonder this, but let me tell you, you are going to follow me in such a way that you ultimately will give your very life for following me. Jesus is saying like, you will walk it all the way to the end, even though you failed so quickly before. And Jesus says that to you today, but he's just asking you, he's saying, look, all of me for all of you. That's what he's calling to us today. He's asking for all of you. And in return, you get all of him. The God of gods, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one that created all things, the one that created that beautiful star, the Bethlehem star that we all looked at the other night, the planets coming together and making a bright light. The one that made that and pushed it out from his fingers and, and called it into creation. That one says, look, if you'll surrender to me, I'll give you myself and everything that I have is yours. That's Jesus's call to Peter. And that's his call to you. But he asked to surrender. And as pre Peter brought everything to Jesus, it was a mess. He messed up many times. But just a few weeks after this, Peter preaches a sermon. All the stuff that Jesus had poured into him all the brokenness, all the everything else that Peter showed all of those times, even though he was so broken, so imperfect, God used him in a mighty way for really the, 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 the founding of the Christian church, where Peter got up on the day of Pentecost and preached one of the greatest sermons ever and 3000 people gave their lives to Jesus Christ. Overnight in that moment, the church went from just a couple of hundred to 3,000 people in that moment. And that was one that failed so greatly like you and I do too. But it took Peter surrendering to him and not holding back, not holding back absolutely anything. I remember when I was, a, um, when I was with one of my sons and he was, he, was, he was little and there was this big rope swing over this creek and he wanted to ride that rope swing so bad. He just would get on the seat and just hold on to it. And he just wanted to, and he would just inside, he would just, just muster up everything that he had to go. And then he would kind of bend his knees a little bit and then kind of say, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And it just took him so long because he couldn't surrender himself to the rope. He couldn't surrender himself to the swing and go move in towards it. And so finally he did it. And it was just this beautiful experience. Like, yeah, I'm there. And I know that's the longing of some of us today that are listening is you're just at that place of saying, you know what? I mean, business with Jesus. I mean, business with him. So I'm going to surrender, not just my 2020, but my whole life, my year to him. And I'm going to offer it to him with all that I have. Now, the last thing is this is to receive. So offer your 2020 to Jesus, surrender it to him saying, Hey, this is what I've got. And in return, you receive all that he is. You receive it back from him. There's several verses that I want to read to you that have to do with this receiving Hebrews four, verse 16 in the new Testament says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence 
so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Isn't that beautiful that every morning has new mercies. And so as you offer your year, your day, your week, your month, whatever you've done to God and then surrender it to him at the dawn of the new day, at the dawn of the new year, there's new mercy for you. It says mercy in fine grace to help us in our time of need. Now, like I talked about, I know 2020 has been hard for many of you. You're listening to this. You've been pushed to the brink. You've been pushed to the edge around every corner. There's a new stressor during this time. And what Jesus wants you to know that is as you approach his throne boldly, as you approach him boldly, you will receive mercy and you'll receive grace in your time of need. And then John 1 12 says yet to all who did receive him. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You know, let's enter 2021 deciding that we are children of God. You know, a child that has a parent that loves them and cares for them and walks with them and meets their needs. That child does not wonder whether they're safe. That child does not wonder where their meal is coming from. That child does not wonder how things are going to work out. They're able to play and enjoy because they know that their parent is watching over them. Well, our heavenly father loves us with such a great love. He loves us with such a great love that even when we try to run from him and and go away from him, he actually chases after us with a love that just can't, we cannot get away from. He is that loving that he's always with us no matter what. That's God's love for us. We are children of the living God. How should we live in 2021? Because we are children of the living God. And then also Luke 24, verse 49. I am going to send you, this is Jesus talking, what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So Jesus is talking about the clothing of the Holy Spirit. The filling of the Holy Spirit, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. You know, as children of God, we don't have to live upon our own strength. We don't have to do things upon our own strength. So what is your stress today? Like, like what is the thing that you feel weak in today? What is the thing that you feel helpless in today? Jesus says, wait for the Holy Spirit. And what's even better is we can invite the Holy Spirit into what we're doing. So if you're a, if you're a mom and, and you feel overrun by you've got little kids or even maybe big kids and, and you just feel like you, 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 you just can't do it. The Holy Spirit says, invite me in. I'm here partnering with you. I'm with you and I'm an ever present help. You know, if, if you, uh, you're an older person today. And you're struggling. You feel alone. You feel alone. Family's not that near because of the pandemic and other, other things. And, and maybe you're shut in and you can't go out. The Holy Spirit says, open up to me. I don't have to distance from you. Open up to me and be clothed in me. And you'll be amazed at how near God can come to you. And so Jesus promises that if we open up to the Holy Spirit, he'll come in. Also, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 2, he says, For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. 
And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Listen, current events and world events and ups and downs don't define what is real. What is reality? God does. And this is what God says about 2021. And this is what God says about 2020. He says that is the time of God's favor. That is the day of God's salvation. And so you get to decide. Is 2020 just a big loss and just a big mess? And is 2021 just going to be a mess too because there's still stressors? Or is it going to be the day of God's favor? The day of God's salvation, where real life is breaking in, where real life is coming in. I remember when I went on my first trip with a group of Christians. Well, actually, I'm sorry, it was my second trip. And uh, I was in high school and we went to this small town uh, in, in Arizona, Prescott, Arizona. And we went with our high school group and, and, and we went and we shared Jesus with this whole town. It was like the field of dreams where if you make it, they will come. There was, there was just cars lined up for miles coming to hear about Jesus at this local high school. Well, we, we, we slept in, in a church that let us sleep there and, 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 and we put out sleeping bags and different things. And, and I was just a grumpy person. I was just a grumpy person and, and these leaders would love to, to like get me and get my goat and push on me because they just knew I was grumpy in the morning. And, and I was just like, oh man, we have to get up already. What do we have to do? And they were like, hey, it's, it's the morning. It's glorious. It's beautiful. This is the day of God's favor. And by the end of the trip, I got it. I'm like, that's right. There's goodness today. There's goodness in what we're doing. It's not just, oh, I'm grumpy. I'm tired. So you choose. Is this next year, the day, the year of God's favor, is it the day of God's salvation and what he's doing? Or will the ups and downs of life just get us down? We can receive the favor and the blessing of God. And then lastly, lamentations. It says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, I say to myself. The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. That term, the Lord is my portion, I love it. It's something that you've probably heard me share before. And what it means is, is saying, that's what I get. It's a deciding of saying, I get the Lord. Like the, the, the priests in the Old Testament, when the Israelites came into the land, they didn't get a portion of the land. It says that they didn't get an allotment, but what they got, their portion was the Lord. And so now in the New Testament times, everyone is a priest. Everyone is a priest. And so the things of this world, the things of this life that are passing away that aren't eternal, that's not our main allotment in this life. Our main allotment is that we get the Lord, like we get him. That's the greatest blessing is that we get God and his mercies are new every morning. His compassions never fail. He has life for you. He has hope for you. He has strength for you. And it comes through relationship with him. So as, as we finish up this talk, as we finish up this morning, as, as we finish up this, I want to challenge you because to receive something in your hands, like if you just have your hands like this to receive something, if you're holding on to something else, it's difficult to, to, to be able to carry that other thing or to grab onto it. And so I want to challenge you, what are you holding on to 
that's keeping you from receiving just this amazing surrendered life that Jesus offers you? What are you holding on to? Because many times when we're holding things, we create stress, we create anxiety, we create fear amongst other people, even, even amongst ourselves. When I was uh, hiking in Colorado, when we lived there, there was this hiking uh, trail that I would always go on near my home, just many days during, during every week. And so I knew it well, but this one time I was hiking, and I heard this, and so I'm thinking, oh no, there's a mountain lion. So I picked up these two big rocks that were right near me and I kept moving. And as I walked down the trail, I was looking everywhere around me, just looking for this mountain lion. And I was, I was going to protect myself if he attacked me. Well, walking down the trail comes this woman and I'm, she sees me and I've got these rocks and I'm walking like this, looking everywhere. And I look at her and she's scared. And I say to myself, she must have seen it too. And all of a sudden, I think God whispered to me and says, it's you, Cody. It's you. You're this guy holding these rocks on this trail. And this person is scared of you. You're safe. You're okay. Because I'm with you. There's no harm that's going to come to you. So drop the rocks so you can receive protection from me. And so that's for all of this year. Let's drop the rock of our failures in the letdowns, in the sickness, in the death, in the, in the, just the, the disappointment of 2020. Let's drop that rock of our lives and let's receive all that God has for us in 2021. Let's let it go. Let's pray. And then Nikki's going to come back and we're going to worship. Lord, we surrender our lives to you. We surrender all to you, God. We bring to you our failures. We bring to you our sin, God. Forgive us, Lord, that we, the, that we still sometimes look to be fulfilled by other things, even though, that we, even though the moment, uh, it, it may feel good, it may satisfy, but, it, but it, it is so far from real life. Only real life comes from you. And so we surrender our hearts. We surrender our lives. We surrender all that we are, God. We offer it to you, and now we want to receive new life. And so, Lord, I ask for each person listening right now, that as they offer their year to you, as they offer their life to you, as they surrender all to you, that you would now fill them with your Holy Spirit. Just ask him right now as you're listening. Jesus said, in the in midst of a crowd, he said, if anyone is thirsty, let them come unto me and Rivers or springs of living water will open up within them. And there's a thirst that, you know, you'll never thirst again when you have that living water. It speaks of God's life actually coming and dwelling within us. And so pray that right now. Holy Spirit, fill me with you. Fill me with life. Wash away the lies. Wash away the pain. Wash away all things that are holding me back from experiencing the life that you have for me. And then let's close with this. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, he said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's a promise from Jesus. If God says something, we put it in the language of promise, but if God says it, it is. And so God will give you rest if you come to him. 
Take my yoke upon you, Jesus says, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so let's take that into 2020. Nikki's going to come back up and we're going to worship. God bless you. Love being your pastor. Listen, in 2021, we are going to see great things. We're going to see many people come to know Jesus. We're going to see people baptized. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see new life. We're going to see our community transformed. We are going to see so much good because of what God can and will do in us and through us. God bless you. See you soon. Thanks for listening this week. If you're looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, please visit vineyardkcwest.com.